This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 5th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. There is a federal entitlement program in serious trouble, so much so that it threatens to run out of money in the next few years. It's SSDI, Social Security Disability Insurance. And according to Jagadish Gokhale, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, the program leads many people into a dependency that's very difficult to escape. We have seen we have seen that the program has um, experienced a huge increase in applications. Uh, some of those increases are associated with the recent recession. People, when they are unemployed and have no avenues to support themselves, turn to disability in the hope that they can qualify and then remain on disability. Once you're on disability, the chances that you will go back to the labor force are minimal. And very few people actually revert back to the labor force because if you do so, you lose your disability benefits. If you work more than a certain amount, earn more than a certain amount, um, then disability benefits are uh, eliminated. You no longer qualify. So because it takes such a long time to qualify for disability benefits in the first place, it takes the average time before your uh, eligibility uh, will be decided um, uh, can take up to 500 days, so you know almost two years. Uh, such a long waiting period with such a long and arduous applications process uh, uh, and a time when you cannot work because essentially you've got to prove to the disability uh, adjudicators that you're unable to work. Well, you wouldn't be able to prove that if you actually worked. So for those for that period, you have to stay off jobs. You have no income. You're, you're draining your uh, savings. You're also losing your skills. Uh, you're also losing your psychological willingness and ability to work. And so that process is so long, arduous, and taxing, and time-consuming, and burdensome. Most people who get on to disability eventually don't want to get off because they'll lose benefits, but not only that, if, if they are able to work because their disability proves to be temporary, then getting off disability will mean if their health condition reverts and worsens, and they'd have to apply again and wait again for the long period. They don't want to go through that process again. So for a lot of people, uh, the prospect of work, however attractive, has to be balanced well, against the possible. Problem has to be balanced against the prospect of reverting to your to, and needing disability support. And realizing that they went through two years the first Absolutely. time. And it's a draining process. Most people actually, I think very few people, um, recover sufficiently uh, from their disability. I'm not saying recover from the process, but recover from their disability to be able to go back. But those who do face this cliff of loss of benefits if they go back to the labor force. So many people just prefer to stay on disability for the, for the rest of their lives. It's your understanding that the program is, like many entitlement programs, is in serious danger of going belly up. Absolutely. The Social Security actuaries have projected that the program will run out of money uh, to pay benefits uh, under the law uh, in a couple of years, basically 2016, uh, which is not that far off is when they project the program to run out of funds. Uh, partly that's because there's been a huge increase in applications and therefore a big increase in the number of people who are, are on disability. However, that's the recession has caused some of the increase, but we have seen since the mid-'80s 
that the disability insurance program has induced uh, people who have some impairments, not necessarily a work disability, but some impairments, increasingly choosing to get off the labor force, that is, stop working and enroll into DI. And so the, so the time profile of the fraction of the disabled, not the disabled, the time, fraction of those with impairments who are participating in the workforce has declined from something like 40% or slightly over 40% to now only 20%. So there is so this working less. So there is this overlap then of people who have some impairment yet can work and, and being able to qualify for SSDI. For SSDI. Well, right. So uh, there is always the possible so, so the reason uh, most people who apply for disability only roughly half of them qualify end up qualifying for disability. It's also a um, it's also an open-ended process. I mean, if you're rejected at the initial stage of application or the second stage, reconsideration stage of uh, uh, your application process, you can reapply. So if you're denied, you can reapply. But once you qualify, you're in. There, so it's, a, it's, it's not a symmetric process for, accept, uh, for allowances and denials. Uh, it's a one-way process for allowances, but for denials, you can come back to the system and apply again to the next level. There are five different uh, uh, appeal levels. Uh, there's the initial application or decision process, then there's a reconsideration process, then there's the administrative law judge, then there's the appeals council, and then there's the federal court. So through all of these, you can repeatedly apply, and that's why it takes so long for the process for many people to get onto disability if they do get on. Uh, research has shown that a significant fraction of those who are denied go back to work. Um, research in the disability programs in other countries have shown that uh, people in the Netherlands, for example, they had a very generous disability pro uh, uh, wage replacement program in the 90s, um, and their disability uh, roles soared uh, even higher than what we have seen in, in the United States. And they engaged in reforms. They cut back on the generosity of the program. And they insisted that um, people getting on to or applying for disability have to first go through a process of counseling, going through a process of evaluating their work capabilities and uh, being offered jobs, maybe not in their occupation, some other occupation, but jobs that they could do despite their disabilities, jobs that they would be accommodated under with providing some physical accommodations like better chairs to sit on or uh, better work environment or suitable to accommodate their disability uh, and have to explore that uh, ability or capability of uh, staying in the labor force before being uh, allowed into the system. We don't have any anything like that. We, In fact, the reforms in the mid-'80s um, or changes in the laws during the mid-'80s made the disability adjudication system much more liberal and admitted many uh, impairments that are difficult to conclusively judge uh, about whether they are true work disabilities or just impairments uh, or nothing at all, because uh, many people now qualify under the categories of mental impairments or uh, musculoskeletal, which is basically back pain. Uh, many people uh, get into these, apply on the basis of these impairments, and it's 
impossible to conclusively medically determine whether that's true or not. And also the disability adjudication process uh, introduced medical but also vocational criteria for allowing people. So if you, if, you, if you are unemployed, you have some impairment, and your job was maybe shipped abroad, and now your industry has collapsed, and there's no job that you can find, and if, especially if you're aged, then the system treats you very generously. In fact, there are certain criteria under the law where judges have to declare someone disabled even though their impairments may be marginal and they are work capable. Maybe they can retrain and go into some other industry without uh, the law stipulates whether uh, you're disabled or not under certain conditions. And the administrative law judges do not have uh, any uh, way to... uh, 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 enter their own subjective view of uh, to make the decision. So you recommend that in lieu of trying to get people who are currently on SSDI off of the rolls, the uh, eligibility should be structured in such a way that encourages people to get back to work. Well, I think you have to think about this in, in two different ways. One is I don't think it's very going to be very easy and there are no easy avenues or policy changes. There are no good answers basically to how to get people who are already on the disability system to get them off. I don't think that's where the focus should be. The focus should be on preventing the inflow into the system. So you've got to catch people at the onset of disability when they are still in the labor force. They're still working, but they um, uh, have an episode, a health episode or an accident or something that that will develop into a full-blown disability that is a work disability, meaning prevents them from working. Uh, if you catch catch it early enough, maybe you can provide counseling, provide accommodations that will prevent their exit from the labor force and entry into the disability system. But you've got to catch them early, and that's, where, that's uh, uh, not so easy to do. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. His new article, Reforming SSDI, appears in the latest edition of Regulation Magazine, available at cato.org.